It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast that you know is home of better than magnificence and kingdom of belts, but any motherfucker can get it. You're listening to Get the Belt podcast. I'm your host, Miles. And as if you're watching, as you can see, I'm joined by a very special guest, good friend of mine. Please introduce yourself, Iman. Hello, my name's Emmanuel Crawford, or a lot of people call me Iman. How you doing? Rick, it's so good to have you on the show now. We have known each other for a few years now, yeah. and I've always been like, oh, I want to keep on the show. Like, you've always been so supportive, and it's I'm like so proud to like be, because trust, I get people saying, oh, Mars, when I'm gonna come on the show, I want to come on, and they be my good friends, and I'm like, yeah, but I need you to have like no shade. Like, I need you that like, you've got to have a reason to come on, like, because yes. the kind of people that have been on this show, like Beyonce stylist, yeah. Kalechi Okafor, I can't just have my good sis that just, like, uh. no, unless you've, unless you've got, like, a lot of really amazing shit, mind-blowing shit to say, there needs to be a reason. And you, obviously, have a really okay. valid reason why you're on this show. We're not just talking award nominations, but big shows, like, but we're all gonna, we're gonna, really gonna get into that. Um... As the show goes on. So thank you, first of all. Can Come I just say something? I don't yeah. know if you remember. Do you remember the first time we met? I felt like I would have been drunk. You, Yeah, you was. So <laughs> it was it was your twerk charity event. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were in the streets and you was talking. The first thing I said to you, I was like, oh, I really love your voice. And you was just like, yes, I have a podcast. Listen to it. And then from then I said, this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I said, and I will listen, and uh, I did listen, yeah, and I man. continue to listen. So just, uh, full, I feel like I'm having a full circle moment. Imagine, yeah, yeah, yeah like, yeah. yeah. I think I remember, but we, it was, um, oh, what was the venue called again? The the Curtain. And were you there with Paige? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. Full, ages, ages ago. That was a good couple of years ago yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Period. Well... Before we talk about who you are, your journey and stuff like that, every week we start the podcast with um, Word of the Week to inspire the girls. Mm. Let's get on with Word of the Week. What is your Word of the Week this week, So Emmanuel? my word, I actually have a quote. Come on. Um, listen, I came prepared. Come on, Scott. Be prepared. <laughs> so, so my Word of the Week comes from, I've had some very difficult um, conversations with 
um, audience members who have come to watch the Ooh. current production that I'm in. And it's which it's is for black boys who consider suicide when the hue gets too heavy. Period. And the title is long and heavy, and so is some of the subject matter. So I had um, one gentleman approach me, and he said that recently he went feeling suicidal and he tried Mm -hmm. and he said the show touched him and he really resonated with my character and i i've had conversations like this before but i don't know about this one maybe because he was a bit older Mm -hmm. and i could see he was in his like maybe 30s but oh my gosh it the way it touched me like even now speaking about it i still feel um shaken but in that moment i wasn't able to say much because i was taken back Mm-hmm. But to this gentleman, if you if you ever hear this, um, this is what I wanted to say to you. When you feel like giving up, put your hand on your heart, listen to the beat, and just remember the reason why you held on for so long. Little drops of water make a mighty ocean. Just take one step at a time. And I wish I could have said it to, to him then, but I was so taken back. You was, was in the moment, yeah. Yeah, I was in silence. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, I'm I'm so glad to, to be in a show where we can help people and start conversations. So yeah, that's my word of the week. So I'm trying to fix this you motherfucking just- mic, girl. I'm all trying to hit, get the word and this mic this said no, 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 no. Technical difficulties. Shit. Whoa. This is why I need me a motherfucking team. You need a job. Send me an email. Right, is this going to stay? No. Okay. This, this is why we need cash out. Cash app. Someone said Listen, some, PayPal, some yeah. PayPal.com forward slash get the belt podcast. Help a nigga out, man. Sure. Right. So, like I was saying before, this mic started doing <laughs> real Wahala. Um, you were approached by this person in, in was it after the show? I'm after assuming the after show, the show. Yeah. But you weren't like fully prepared with that gorgeous quote. Mm. Why would you want to say that to him? What does that quote like mean to you? It, it's advice that I used to give myself when I was going through. Hmm, the the change you know you have the moments where life just really takes the wind out of you and you just need to remind yourself why you're here why you're living and it's I guess it's one of those things where when you do a show like you do shows sometimes you don't decompress fully because you're in a hurry to go home and you're like okay cool I'm not gonna stay my ass in the theater I just want to go about my business so when he stopped me I was like oh gosh I'm not mentally prepared so yeah I just wanted to take a moment really collect my thoughts and be like this is something that i tell myself and i want to tell you so mm. uh, can you read it out for us one more time yeah 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 because my brain sometimes is like a sieve honey <laughs> <laughs> so when you feel like giving up put your hand on your heart listen to the beat and remember the reason why you held on for so long little drops of water make a mighty ocean just take one step at a time. Mm. When have you found that you've had to like say that to yourself? A lot of the times at night. Do you know when you have, I don't know, if it, for me it happens quite often, but I have those thoughts where I'm like, oh, what's the point in life? Um, do you get me? Like once you die, you is dead. You like, well, what's the point of doing all of this? Because yeah. once you're gone, you're gone. Yeah, I just have to remind myself like this is an experience. I need to live. I need to. I'm not there yet. Do mm. you get me? Yeah, life is for living. That's why. Yeah. 
period. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. Um, and yeah, that's this week's word of the week, guys. Thank you, Emmanuel. So how has your week been? Ooh, it's been busy. I'm trying to catch up on sleep. I'm trying to catch up on sleep. I've had... Do you know what? I'm even trying to catch up. The Livia Awards took everything out of me. Oh, we're going to get into that. Yeah. So, um, I'm just trying to catch up. In the same weekend, I had Press Night and the Olivia Awards. And then we've got extra rehearsals because we're trying to get our overstudies ready to do their runs. So, I've just been in, out, in, out, in, out. Mm-hmm. So, listen, uh, yeah. It's been a hella busy week. So, let's... let's- Let's quickly talk about let's talk about you. I'm, I'm gonna just say my week's been fine. Um, <laughs> real quick, uh, was on the radio last night. Shout out to Clara for having me on the BBC Radio London late night show called Chewing Fat. Uh, that was funny. We got into some stuff, honey, and it'd be good to get back into it. Um, yeah, it was cute. Thank you to those that watched or listened or whatnot. Um, otherwise, it's just been work, 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 um, and that's about it. So, anyway, enough about me, it's about you, Emmanuel. <laughs> so, let's talk about you and your journey. So, you are an actor. Yes. I remember we had a discussion. I thought you was an empty performer just because of the, the energy, <laughs> the jeux, the flamboyance. I just thought, okay, there's no way that this guy is just doing acting. And I'm not saying just doing acting like that's a bad thing. But I was like, there's so much energy there. I can see him singing, I can see him dancing. But that, I was wrong, right? Mm-hmm. You're just you straight actor. So, tell us... What what it is that you do and like if you trained and how that has been and from when you started like acting when I started acting oh mm-hmm. lord help me Jesus um, so I started actually from a young age so yeah. from primary school I did a school production and my head teacher was like oh my gosh Emmanuel has a natural act for this yeah I just like messing about period I didn't <laughs> want to do any, I didn't want to do anything else so my head teacher was like. Like, spoke to my mum, was just like, oh, you should get Emmanuel in um, acting classes. And my mum was like, what's acting classes? Yeah. So anyways, my head teacher, she was really persistent, um, pushed my mum to take me to a weekend acting class, uh, Bob Hope Theatre in Eltham. Okay. Where I joined this um, company of young actors, and from then it skyrocketed. How old were you then? I was like, mm, I want to say seven. I was quite young. I was okay. like really young, seven, about maybe ten. Mm-hmm. From then, I got my first audition for uh, BBC. Um, I landed a BBC uh, radio drama. Come on. Listen, uh, my mum was like, okay, let the coins yeah. come flowing in. <laughs> um, and then from that, things just like escalated. I was I got an agent. Yeah. Um, I started doing background work for MI High, Grange Hill. Mm, yeah, okay. I'm. I'm. A, I'm, I'm gonna have to ask you something off of camera about, <laughs> about that. But yeah, go on. Um, I'm old school. Um, yeah, so did that for a couple of years. Then you know, African parents they were like education. So I was like, okay, yeah, I'll do education. Didn't because I went to I went to stage uh, drama school for college. Which one did you go to? I went to the Miskin Theatre in Kent, and I'll leave that there. Oh, yeah, Kent. How? Ooh. I mean, good experience, what were you saying? It, do you know what? When you are coming of age, yeah, and you don't know your identity, you really need to immerse yourself with your peoples. And that's something I would tell my children because I was real confused. I was real confused. And I was a black boy in Kent. 
I went through the emo phase. I went through the scene kids phase. I wanted to get snake bites. I used to gel my hair. Oh, what's spike a snake it. bite? That, that... The two piercings on your lip. <gasps> Yeah. I didn't get. I didn't get though. Hallelujah, Jesus. But um, yeah, I was. I was a real like, oh, Lord, the perm. I used to perm my hair. No, you did yeah, not. Yes, spike it up like a like a punk. Dyed it every color. Have you got pictures? I'm gonna see pictures. Yeah, I'll, I'll show you after. After this, you have to do it as it. <laughs> and um. Yeah, Ken I went, will have that. Ken will have black people <sighs> doing these things. Well, I was going through an identity crisis because mm. I I didn't see myself in the group of friends that I had. Mm. So it was a real issue. So I'm trying to be a performer and take on all of these different characters when I didn't even know myself is a dangerous thing for a Ooh. young person. So wow. yeah, it was again learning experience and. My parents were like, okay, well, you've done this for three years. You need to go to university. So I wasn't able to do the whole... All my friends were auditioning for drama school and this, this. And I was applying for universities. So I went to uni. And uni was when I started to find myself again. I went to university in Leicester. The Montford University Party Uni. (laughs) When I tell you, that's when I really learned what Afrobeats was. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I I felt like I was black again. I said, yeah. Yeah. I claimed my black card. Finally, amen. And, yeah, I found myself, realised after three years that I wanted to be an actor. Went to uh, drama school in New York. Did a postgraduate year. I didn't even know this. Yeah. Where did you go in New York? New York Film Academy. Okay, period. And, um, oh yeah, living on ramen and the New York lifestyle was Which another... Is fast paced. Faster than the UK, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And they're, cr- they're crazy. Yeah, I, I... They're crazy. Yeah, I, they're crazy and they're fine too. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I came back. Oh, look, let, let me spill the tea. So I came back and I was going through another, like, midlife crisis. Okay. So I was just like, I just want my career fast, fast. So I said... Come let on, me, fast, fast. Let me do reality TV. Okay. If, Emmanuel, what, which programme was you on? Oh, somehow I r- got roped into doing Sunsex and Suspicious Parents. This is ringing a bell. Yeah. Do many people know about this? Because no, I didn't... not many people know. I've like tried to keep it hidden. Luckily, it wasn't my parents. It was my. Hold f- on, okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> what? Right, you just keep on going because I'm so lost. So, so my friend, oh, yeah, my friend was like, "Oh, I'm auditioning for reality TV. They're looking for a group of friends. Do you want to audition?" I had nothing to lose. I had come back from New York. I said, oh, I, my life is not doing anything. Yeah. So I said, "Yeah, let's go for it." So we went. We auditioned. They were like, "Oh yeah, we really love you." Um, if you get it, so we auditioned like on a Saturday. Yeah, we're like, we'll let you know on a Monday if you get it. You'll be flying out Wednesday. Oh wow, that's a fast turnaround. That's not like that's no not like time theater. to think. Yeah, no time in that in that space of time. We had to get injections too, so it, we were going to Thailand. So normally, this is how they threw us off because normally it's like Ibiza or Mallorca or whatever. Yeah. But this time they were like, oh, it's a documentary in Thailand about friends' experience in life. Amazing! I want to go to Thailand. So we auditioned on Monday. We found out that we got it. Tuesday we got injections. Wednesday we were flying. So it was like this. Bat, so, bat, bat, bat. Yeah, yeah. 
So when we were filming, so my spirit was like, something don't seem right. They keep giving us alcohol. They keep telling us, oh yeah, party, we want to see you party. I was like, I thought this was a documentary. Like, I want to go to the poverty and give the money, like, go, go to Elephant Sanctuary, which we did, but never got aired. Yeah. They just showed, obviously, Thailand has the party life. Yeah. So I'm there, minding my own business. One of the producers are like, oh my gosh, E-Man, it'll be really good if we see you eat a scorpion. I thought, oh, okay, yeah, I could do that. What? Listen, I said I wanted to experience life. So, I eat the scorpion. Raw? No, it was, it was like a fried crispy one. Had it... <laughs> had the, the, the tentacles and everything. Like, yeah. Was it seasoned or was it just like... Surely they would have put... I'm presuming Thailand they put a little soy sauce in that one. No, it? it was like on a stick. It was like crispy. Look like, yeah. Anyways... So I eat this scorpion, we're all joking, laughing, they were like, oh my gosh, we can't believe you've done that, this is, and I said, listen, I'm a brave bitch, I'll do it. Mm -mm. Then the next day, my belly is going... I'm not surprised. I, my belly was in pain for the whole 10 days (gasps) we were there. So on national TV, I had the squirts. Yeah. Not your... Belly do that boo boo Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do you know what? It was it was such a mad experience because obviously it was meant to focus on my friend and his parents. And somehow I got dragged into it. Was you the only black one there? Yes. Mm. And um, What channel was this on? BBC Three. Oh Yeah. But it, it gets worse because I, I don't get worse. Though. My friend outed me on national TV without my consent. Yeah. So there was crosswords. I was like pleading with BBC Three. I said, please don't air it. My parents don't know. They aired it. My life spun upside down. I got kicked out of my house. I was homeless. Nah. I tried to turn to my friend who had out to me on TV and... Yeah, we'll leave that story there. Anyways. I did not expect that shit. Are Are you guys still friends? We'll leave that story there. Period. Well... Yeah, that's fucking crazy. And how how did BBC Three end up still doing that? That that just shows such a disregard yes. to like your actual humanity and yes, life. Absolutely. Not them feeding you Scorpio, mm, Scorpion, scorpions, having yeah. your batting running on TV, and yeah. then continuing to air something that you, I'm guessing, uh-huh. were like pretty serious. Like, please don't. Yes. And is that clip still not available? Every now and again, it comes back to haunt me. But do you know what? It's a life lesson because I learned so much and I mm. wouldn't take it away. I needed to come out. Yeah. Didn't obviously want to do it on national TV, but um, boy, it made me a, it made me a stronger person. I don't know how we got back. It got into that story, but um, Be- yeah, yeah, we went the there. reality TV. And then after that, your life spiraled. You got kicked. You said you got kicked got, out. I got kicked out. I was sofa hopping for a long time. And I'm presuming that is because your parents found out you were yes. LGBTQ. Yes. Mm. I did the whole church thing. I did the whole conversion thing. What? Oh, Lord Jesus. Yeah. Girl, I need to write a book. Girl, yes. Yeah, I need to write a book. It was just a lot. But you know what? It made me a stronger person. And... When I was able to get back into acting, I was on beast mode and, yeah, I was just ready to take the world by storm. Obviously, it didn't happen as fast as I wanted it to. But it's God's timing. God's, God's timing, timing yeah. is the best I, I look at you now in one of the biggest, like, sensations and biggest 
pieces of theatre to hit the West End in such a long time. It's so raw. Mm. Everyone, literally everyone is talking about it. And yeah, so God's timing, because you're right where you're meant to be, man. Absolutely, yeah, amen to that, yeah. So after that, how did you come out of that, you know, that being homeless and stuff? And so, so Stonewall helped me a lot. Mm. I even went to a point where they were even talking to me about emancipation from my parents. And I was like, no, I can't get that deep because I love my family and they just want the best for me. They just come from a different generation. And I was very understanding. That is very, very, very understanding. I'm, I'm, I was a very Ooh. understanding person and I can't hold any hate in my heart. Do you mm-hmm. get me? They did what they needed to do. We are in a really good place mm-hmm. at the moment and... Yeah, it was boy Stonewall. Shout out to you because that that and the Albert Kennedy Trust, like a lot of organisations, helped me. I was a young LGBT person on the street, yeah. and they they really just looked after me, gave me the tools that I needed, and yeah, That's I amazing. was able to get off my feet, got a place to live, moved in with my friends, and then yeah, went into went into theatre. So, what was one of the first things that you got into, like? Theatre-wise? So the first thing was... I, and was it always going to be theatre, so it's cut short? Or no, was no. it TV as well? Or um, I, da- I dabbled a bit in TV, but again, it, was, it wasn't it was anything that I was... Yeah, this is amazing. But the, the first thing that helped me out was I did um, I did a show called The Spalding Suite, um, written by Inua Ellen, who's an amazing writer. He's done The Barbershop Chronicles and, oh, yes, and, that, and right. whatnot. But this was his first play... Um, at the South Bank Centre and then we mm-hmm. did a tour around the UK and it was mad because I remember when I went to the audition it was like 500 boys all athletic athletic? Ah, what's the word? I was going to say all a- what? Athletic. A- athletic. Okay. Jesus. <laughs> athletic. Mm-hmm. Um, the show was about basketball and, and, and friendship and I had lied. See, had the vibration. I had lied. I said I could play basketball and I couldn't. I know, but I was desperate. I needed to get yeah. up. <laughs> and um, I I remember we were doing the audition and everyone was just, people were just getting cut left, right and centre. And I remember I looked around the room. I said, where are all the plus size people? <laughs> I said, where it was that? I, I just see able-bodied men. I said, where all, and bless him, there was just one guy. Oh gosh, there was one guy. He had dreads, body. Mm. Yeah. He was like helping me because he could see I was struggling. Aww. I couldn't even, we even did a bleep test at one point. I couldn't even keep up. And he was like encouraging a what me. Test? The bleep test, you know, when you run from one side of the room, you have to get to the other side before the bleep goes. <laughs> he trust you not done that. The bleep, bleep. You not done the bleep test. I never done the bleep test, remember? You not done the bleep. Not the bleep oh, test. No. God, I don't recommend it for anyone. Yeah. <laughs> basically, basically, you have to get to the other side of the room before, before the bleep the, goes the off. Bleep. Best believe the bleep was going off and I had not even left the other side of the room yet. But, um, oh, you're killing me. Yeah, so in this audition, this guy helped me so much and he even got cut. And in my head, I was like, why am I still here? I said, they just want to see me suffer. <laughs> I said, I was convinced. They just want to see me suffer. Anyways, out of 500, I got down to the final 20. Yeah. And my dyslexia had kicked in. So the nerves was already there. The dyslexia had kicked in. They gave us this... Um, monologue to say mm-hmm. and I don't do cold reading I need at least 24 hours mm, yeah. to practice the dyslexia kicked in I was reading shaking 
um, the director, Benji Reed, was just like, oh, thank you for coming. Mm-hmm. You were, like you did so well. I said, thank you for having me. I had left, called my agent. I was like, yeah, it didn't go well. I will not lie in another audition ever again. <laughs> then a week later, my agent called me and was like, oh, you booked a job. I said, I beg your pardon, I said impossible because I got cut. Not impossible. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently the agent, the agent, the director had a dream about me and he said he need I needed to be in the show. So he had changed one of the parts for me. Wicked. Yeah. Now that's testimony in God's blessing. Yeah. So yeah, it was So basically message you has lie and <laughs> <laughs> lie <laughs> lie for the audition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, from then I was like, cool. Acting, let's do this, let's do this. Mm-hmm. And it's been just up and up been, since. It's been up and up. Worked with some really amazing people, some really cool projects. Obviously, the one that I'm doing now. Would you say this is like one of the standout moments for you? Oh, 100%. 100%. Even when... I remember... I remember, so... I At the time, I was a duty manager of a West End venue. I was the first black... I remember, yeah. Duty manager of a Western venue. And I was proud. I said, amazing. Do you get me? In the space of two months, I had told them I was leaving. And they're like, we were just giving you this opportunity. And I said, I know. But I said, the acting is calling. No one's like, well, what are you leaving for? And I said, oh, I'm doing this show in New Drama Theatre. They're like, oh, like Fringe. I said, it's small, like 80-seat venue. But I said, it's acting. I said, I need to go. And I was really like... Should I leave or should I not? And yeah. my heart just said, leave. And this is where it's gone. Like, the show has just... Did you realise... I'm guessing you did, kind of, because you left, like, your your job. Yeah. Um. Did you realise how significant the show was going to be and how much of an impact it would have on not just the theatre industry, but in the black community? No. No, 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 no. The, 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 how I even got to the audition mm. was, I just saw it on Instagram. Um, someone posted it and was just like, oh, looking for... So your agent didn't even put you up? My, my agent, nope. My agent did nothing. I'm not with them anymore, but did nothing. Who were, who were you with? I don't even want to say. Oh no, say it, go on. Atmosphere Faces. Oh! <laughs> no, you quick, I don't want to say Atmosphere. Man got in the bank, say Atmosphere. Oh my days. Well, their loss ain't getting their 12.5%. Yeah, listen. No, my agent did put me up. I saw it on Instagram. I applied. And, um, yeah, again, the devil tried to get in my head and was like, oh, why are you, like, why are you doing this? My beautiful housemates spoke me round. I applied for this job at like one in the morning too. Like this is really? how, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember going to the audition, same thing again, imposter syndrome. Yeah, Looked around real. the room, didn't see anyone that looked like me, all of these beautiful black men. I said, where where are my peoples? Where is... When you say my people, what do you mean? My, my plus, beautiful, unapologetic black boy. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, we are out there. Yeah. I just, I never seem to... Like, see them in the room? No. I'm always, yeah, up against the models. Oh. But who's booking the job, girl? That's really the tea. That's really the tea. (laughs) I'm the model now. (laughs) Period. So did you think that you were going to get the part when you went up for it? Oh, hell no. Really? I really, really, I really, really didn't. Why do you think that is? 
I think again it was it was the show was asking for a lot. It was asking for singing, movement, acting, and it, it was a whole it was a whole body thing. And I remember doing the audition. Oh my goodness! It was one of the hardest auditions I've ever done. And I really yeah. you didn't have the bleep test. No, <laughs> but it had everything else that it was like army boot camp, and I was sweating. And um, can you run us through it? Like, what was it like? So it was it was like a group of ten of us in one room, and we were doing um, physical um, warm up, run, jump, touch the floor, run, jump, touch the floor, run, jump, like repetition. Then we were doing like entwining. Then we did improvisation. Then we did script work. Then we did singing. And uh, yeah, two hours. Like a lot. Of, yeah, it was a lot. How many rounds were there? There was three rounds, but I only did two. And then I found out that I got I got the wrong. Oh, so you didn't need to do the third round. I didn't need to do the third round. Period. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. But yeah. Is are there things? Um, t- tell us about your character in the in the show. So I play a character called Pitch, who suffers from anxiety. He is having an identity crisis. He doesn't feel black enough, and he doesn't understand why him just having black skin is not allowing him to be black. So when he's with these other boys who are your... What the... Quote, what quote, the man them black boys. Yeah, man them black boys. They're just like, well, you're not black because you like to skateboard, you like to listen to Iron Maiden, you get me? You probably date white girls. He's like, well, what, what's that got to do with anything? So you get me? So he's a very unapologetic person where he just wants to be free and just love and... He's like, I love you black boys for who you are, so why can't you love me for who I am? Mm-hmm. And that's him in a nutshell. Have you been able to pour, you know, some of who you are into that character? A hundred percent. I was able to develop him from the beginning. So even though the, the script is there, I pulled a lot of stuff from my own experience, going to college in Kent. Yeah, I thought those, those were yes, paralleled. I yeah. really, I really... And it's weird because when I auditioned, I didn't even do him how I do him now. Do you get me? Mm. I did like a, some next version. But I when I really like deeped it, I said, no, the truth needs to come from my own. Mm-hmm. So yeah, poured, poured, poured and was able to find him. What do you think, the, like to flip that on its head, is mm. there anything from the character that is poured now into you, do you think? Oh my gosh, I love myself so much more. And... I'm not scared to be by myself and I'm not scared to be an individual and it's not every day follow suit. Follow suit? Follow suit. Follow suit. Oh, yeah. yeah. What do you mean follow suit? As in just follow the crowd. Do you get me like... I'm trying to give an example. Like, if everyone's like, oh yeah, I'm going to a Chris Brown concert, I don't need to go to a Chris Brown concert. If I'm a Beyonce person, I'll, I'll stay Beyonce. Do you I'm get going me? to the Renaissance home. Yeah, it was... I, that conversation came up recently when when everyone was just like, oh, you got, you got Chris Brown tickets. I said, oh, Chris Brown's not a person. Oh, how, how, how? I said, I'm uh, going to see Beyonce. Yeah. And I'll leave it as that. Do you yeah. get me? Because everyone's going to see Chris. If you like Chris Brown, you like Chris Brown. Do you get me? I'm doing what I need to do. And I think yeah. it, it's just me understanding I don't need to do what everything used to do. I Also, one of the people where everyone's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to a festival. I'm going to go camping. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, I'll do that. Knowing I don't like that, <laughs> I will stay my ass at home. Do you feel like that um, is something that your character like can help other people, especially other black boys yes. and men out there like 
enable them to do for themselves after seeing this show? Yes, in individuality is key. My character is not the person to, especially coming from Southeast London, I had it, I could have been in a gang. Do you get me? I went to an all boys school where that gang culture was thriving. Mm-hmm. Do you get me? You needed postcode wars was happening left, right, and center. And it was like to be safe or to be in, you needed to join one. And luckily enough, my individuality stood out that much where I was so much in the drama club, I didn't yeah. get, get into that. And I could my life could have been completely different. Yeah. So yeah, it's I'm listen, telling young boys, do what you need to do and do not follow other people. Do you get me? You don't need to be roaming the streets. You don't need to be in a gang. For what reason? They don't do anything anyways. Yeah. But cause trouble. So, yeah. Do what you need to do. If Yeah. What would you say the, like, top three messages are that for black boys sends um, to the people in the audience? Top three is definitely have an open conversation. Do you get me? Never feel like anything is off limits to say definitely mental health and therapy is key everyone needs it I, if someone says oh i don't need it um okay you are a liar it be it be black people though that be saying yeah and a lot of the time black people will be like oh but you have god go to church which is amazing i'm not saying don't do that but also you need someone to just talk to and they can talk back to you you get yeah. me? I understand God talks back to you and, and all of that, but sometimes you just physically mm. need someone there. Yeah. Understanding. And the last thing is black boy joy. I think we don't see enough, uh, especially in this industry, just black people just being authentically themselves and we are a joyful bunch. Do you get me? Let us live. Speaking of black boy joy, I was told by a friend that recently... I think you guys had done a show. Mm-hmm. Everyone was all like, yeah, like, enjoying the oh, moment. And then, and then I think there was some other black boys that may have watched the show outside and y'all was in your dressing room and they was just saying, like, you know, black boys do the tea. Like, you was just expressing black boy joy. Mm-hmm. And then... Mm-hmm. And then... Mm-hmm. A police car happened mm-hmm. to... It's been, you should have been on this podcast a long time ago. Anyway, a police car turns up and pulls down the window. Did they get out the car? No, let me, let me tell you, you tell the story. Let me tell you the story. Come on, let's go. So we had... Uh, we, what, we, what were we doing? Do you know, it wasn't even random black boys. It was three of our overstudies <sighs> went to go and get lunch and they were just outside the theatre and we were just had our heads outside the window. For those of you that aren't theatre people, are you... I. I've never heard the term overstudy. Yeah, we're trying to... I'm presuming, because I used to have this Jamaican next door neighbour that used to say, do you overstand me? And I'd be like, <laughs> what? I'm not going to say, do you understand me? Because you're not beneath me, like. Yeah, Are you yeah. Do you overstand? So is that the similar kind of thing? Is it understudy, but an overstudy? It's kind of. We feel like understudy, they're not under, they're not under us. They're not beneath us. They're dead by the side of us. If yeah. anything, they're doing more than us because they're going over two characters where we just have the one to focus on. Oh, so, a bit like a swing then. Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. we, we want to change the term and we feel like it should be overstudy and give credit where credit is due because these these me- these boys, swings, super swings, understudies, they do their thing. Do yeah. you get me? Yeah, I've swung and before, so I get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why did that sound so sexual? <laughs> I mean, I'm a Scorpio. So. I've swung before, so I yeah, get it. Yeah, I've been swinging. I've been swinging. <laughs> yeah, I've been, been swinging. swinging. <laughs> 
um, so yeah, we're trying to we're trying to take take reclaim the word. So yeah. we call them our overstudies. Yeah, and yeah, they. So we were we were literally just hyped. They were so they were filming us, and they were like, "Oh my gosh, are you the boys from for Black Boys?" And we were like, "Boop boop boop." You were like, "Yeah, do you get me hyping Black Boy Joy?" Brrr. I said, "Huh? What's all the commotion?" Excuse you, sir. What commotion? I said, "We're we're we're all just having fun." Why are they try to make it sound like we were having an argument? Just because you I, guys, yeah. Not even that, but like there was other members of the public filming us laughing. Was like, oh my gosh, where where do you see anger? They like, just um, saw, that's all they saw. Yeah, they saw this. Yeah, and decibels and yeah, yeah, it yeah. must be da 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 da. When it was really just yo, it was it was time. it was the most saddest situation to ever see. And like when you're at your top, somehow the devil can still be like, let me put you in your place. So obviously your character explores uh, what you said, like in terms of like individuality and mm-hmm. like black boys not being a monolith and you can be different. It doesn't take away from your quote unquote blackness. Mm-hmm. There are other themes in the show as well. Um, yeah. And we've obviously just spoken about something like this, where you're mm-hmm. just living, being black and celebrating, here come the police. Mm-hmm. Like what, is, is that kind of element in the show as well? Like, what kind of uh, yes. themes are in there? So, exactly what happened is exactly a moment that happens in the show. Wow. And it was it was art imitating life. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I was just like, so we, we, we can't even celebrate and enjoy and you want to come and shut the thing down. Do you get mm-hmm. me? They made it sound like we were blasting music or screaming and shouting. We were literally just hyping each other up. And even when we told them, oh, we're in a show, they didn't even want to know. Mm. I was just like, so you're coming to do investigation and you don't even want to investigate properly what's happening. Yeah. And the way they had their hands ready on the radio to call for backup. Oh, I said... When it's just a bunch of actors just being joyful. Is this what we're doing? Do you think that would have happened if the show was uh, for white boys? Nope. And I'll leave it there. Because had any had any police been called this is the thing we're in central london you get so many people shouting and enjoying yeah. life hen parties no police got called on them but when you see black people hanging out a window you're like okay something must be going down should they be there mm. do you think that adds to the reason as to why this show is so important that yeah it's there now yeah it's one of those things where people go oh but the uk ain't racist it don't you don't do you know, like stuff like that don't happen it happens wherever you go why is uh, For Black Boys needed in the West End right now? It's, it's needed heavily because it's never been done before. Do you get me? You, you get a lot of all black musicals, you get a lot of all black plays, but it's never speaking about what's actually happening in today's society. And I think that's why the show is thriving so well because you do get people who don't go to the theatre and go, wow, I'm actually seeing myself on stage where no no tea, no shade, but if someone went to go and watch Memphis or Dreamgirls or The Lion King, they ain't saying, oh, that's me. Mm. You get me? These are all American-based shows. Yep. They, they ain't seeing themselves. And again, I'm not... I'm still yet to go to a show where I'm like, wow, that's my experience. Yeah. You get me? There are some people who will go and see... Actually, I can't even tell you. 
And I couldn't tell you. I'm trying to think of a black production. The Barbershop Chronicles, like, I could relate to that. Yeah, but... In... Yeah, bits, yeah. bits, 100%. But, again, it was for an older generation. It was, mm-hmm. like, older men cutting yeah. young people's hair and their life stories. You get me? I was still yet to see myself and what's happening... Do you get me? There was yeah. a, there was a storyline with a the younger scenario person. was yes. like, oh, I've been in the barbershop when da 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 da. Yes, but yeah, it's not yeah. been like that has been yes. me. If that yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, so no, yeah, no, there I are there are, have been productions, but it's not been like okay, cool. This is a twenty something year old speaking about something that is actually happening. Yeah. Just like how we do it in the show, it happened in real life. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, we sp- we speak about stuff that people are like, damn, that happened to me last week. That's happened to me now. Do you get me? So, yeah, it's... I love the Barbershop Chronicles to have mm. a bigger stage, actually, now thinking about it. Yeah. I feel like it did what it needed to do. Like, it came to the National, it did a tour, but we really needed to give it its West End yeah. run. So, yeah. You you said about... You mentioned uh, not seeing yourself represented, like, mm-hmm. on stage, and, like, we often get told that black people don't go to the theatre because they don't see it. And I do feel like it's because, like, like what you were saying, that we don't really see ourselves or our stories... Uh, represented like sometimes we see us represented on the stage yes. but our experiences yes. we've got two black girls uh, playing Glinda and Elphaba mm-hmm. in The Wizard of Oz mm-hmm. great no one can really identify as a witch that flies yeah. so like it's all well and good to have representation on the stores yes. on, the, on the stages but we also really much need to also want to see stories that represent us as well. And yeah. I feel like that is something that um, Black for Black Boys does. What other kind of themes can you expect, if you have not yet seen it, to see in the show? Listen, we touch on so much. We touch on being gay and black in today's society. Mm-hmm. We touch on consent. We touch on... Um, Oh boy, I'm just I I don't it's, it's weird. I don't I don't want to give too much away. Mm-hmm. But obviously we touch on suicide. We we touch on um you know, mandemhood. You know, I don't want to say too much, but there's something for everybody. Mm-hmm. Would something. you say that despite the show being for black boys, do you think that this show is for white for for other races as oh, well. Oh, a hundred percent. Okay. And it, it's it's sad because we like on Twitter people are like, oh, it says for black boys in the title, but can I come? Yeah. Oh, darling, come because you're gonna learn something. You get me? It's like going to church. You go to church and you're like, oh, but I, I'm not gonna get everything that happens in the Bible, but you're going to get something. And that's that's yeah, that's it. Why would you say, like, a white person should go and watch this show then? Because I, I feel like you are going to understand black people more. Do you get me? You are so ready to ask us questions or to touch our hair or, do you get me, to ask us stuff that you could Google? That part. <laughs> that part, yeah. So instead of having all of these questions, come and maybe your questions will be answered. And why would you recommend a black man or boy come to watch the show this show is is such a coming of age it's something i didn't even know that i needed do you get me and especially for people who are trying to feel connected back with their community or trying to just understand their man 
their manhood life more, it's so important. Just come, listen. Even if you don't feel like, oh, I'm not a theatre person, that's even more reason to come. Do you get me? You feeling like you're not a theatre person because you don't see shows that relate to you. So this mm-hmm. is a show that relates to you. So now you're like, okay, cool. I've got no excuse. But I'm happy is a, is a is a short run because what I give on that stage, I don't know if I could give that for a whole year. Yeah. Like, the acting that I'm doing, I'm leaving it all on the stage. And it's never... I don't want ever, ever to feel like it's fake. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's nice that I can go, cool, I have this short amount of time to say what I need to say and do what I need to do. Um... Obviously, you guys were in... You weren't in the West End previously. Mm-hmm. Um, you've moved it to the West End. Has much changed in the show or about the show? No, we've we've literally taken a few things out that we felt like just cluttered the story. We've cleaned things. We've... we've dark, where darks is, we're like more improv. We've made it more routine. So we're doing... Hitting the thing every night. Yeah. Um, before, we were just living in the moment. Um... But obviously, for something like this, we just need to be like, okay, cool. These are the marks that you need to hit. But yeah, it's it's literally the same as how it was at the Royal Court. Okay, I've, cause I've not yet seen it on the West End, mm. but I saw it at the Royal Court, and it was it was incredible. Um, you guys were nominated for a few mm. uh, Olivier Awards. Yeah, um, you you as well. You were um, nominated personally yeah. for is, was it best supporting role? Yeah, actor. Yeah, best, best supporting that. actor. Um, obviously, you went to the awards. All the boys Ooh. did. All the cast did. Mm. Uh, I was there. It was a shame I didn't get to see you. I can't I believe I didn't see you. But next time, yeah. Do you know how big that place is? Yeah, that like is a huge. Needle in a haystack. Yeah. How like how was that for you? And like, did you expect to get nominated? Did you expect to win? How truthful are we being? This is get the bad girl. You know we keep a thousand on this podcast. Gee, gee, gee. This is why I don't get cancelled. You know what? Let's let's talk about the thing. I think it was very unexpected for us because um, we know we did an amazing thing at the Royal Court, but we thought if anything, we would get nominated for the one we are doing now. So we, we when it did come about, we were flabbergasted, shocked that we were first nominated for. Uh, best new play mm-hmm. then we got individual nominated for best supporting actor and that's a massive achievement in itself because <laughs> the, the title has now changed yeah I'm now forever be a nom- uh, Olivier nominated actor um, so yeah we were blessed do you get me first Olivier's I've never been don't know how yeah it is gonna go down but the treatment I don't know. I don't know, but I just feel like... Oh, I, I just feel like... I felt over-stimulated. Over-stimulated. The whole time being there. So much was happening. This person wanted to talk. That person interviewed. This, this, I was like, oh, child. I'm just, I need a drink and some food. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's all that was going through my head. That's why I ducked out earlier. With yeah. <laughs> It was it, it was just a lot, but like certain things happened where we were talking to so many people and we were like, oh, did you see the show? They were like, no. Well, it's like, oh, okay, cool. We asked us so many questions like you have seen the show. Yeah. Oh, have you seen the show? We had that a lot. Loads of people, really? people who were interviewing us hadn't seen the show. So it was just 
heartbreaking to be like so you are so invested and asking us so many detailed questions about what's happened as if you had seen the show but you hadn't so that was hit number one hit number two was we got on the green carpet we were just after Sheridan Smith, you get me? Yeah. 15 photographers like, pow, 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 pow. Sheridan, angles, angles. I was like, oh my gosh, is this how it is? Mm-hmm. We walked on after Sheridan, the cameras went down. I said, where's our pop, pop, pop? I said, you don't want our photo? They said, thank you, next. No, and I know from doing press myself, they would have given them, or they should have given them a list Mm. Of the all the nominees, mm. they may have even had a winner, a winners list, yep. and their headshots, so they know right. We need to take pictures. Yep. So either that wasn't given, or for some reason they were just like, nah, that's that's wild. I'm, but I'm not. Yeah. Su- are you surprised? Do you know what? I saw it coming. In, really? In, in all honesty, um, it wasn't just us. There was other people who I saw who were nominated and didn't get the love they deserved it was very much they were interested in best dress or a celebrity type of deal and obviously we were a big group of black men so it for some strange reason they don't really cater to having big groups on the red carpet do you get me it's, which makes no sense because it's the Olivier's this, this isn't like um like a like a music award yes. right? it's like many yes. singular artists and even then there's groups like yes. this is for plays and mm-hmm. the majority of the time plays mm-hmm. have casts mm-hmm. groups of yes. people so for me yeah that is a bit wild it was yeah and it was it was giving very much that energy a lot a lot of times when we wanted to take photos they were like oh can you squish in oh we, we can't fit you all in and then my head i thinking but like there's categories and shows yeah. walking this carpet you would have thought by now you would have done it in such a way that everyone has a wide lens camera that could take a whole yeah you can do that like photos or even when we were doing interviews it was very squish 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 oh we wanted to yeah one of you talk and then you ain't you ain't done it where a group of people can stand oh yeah it was it was just a lot was happening till this day them photos that were taken i'm still yet to see i've seen everybody else's photos but the castle for black boys nowhere to be found. Wow! And it's a damn shame. We need their pictures, okay? Yeah, PSA, send out the pictures right now. I know I was looking damn sexy. I just want my fate. Hey? Period. So I believe that you guys were stumped because you were nominated, nominated, and there were no wins. Yeah. Do you, I personally feel like it was robbed, like robbery. Do you know what it is? I think I was just happy to be nominated, mm-hmm. but then when so many people were like. You're a shoo-in. There was loads of articles. Do you know when they, they do um, estimation? Yeah. And loads of articles were like, for black boys, they're going to take the category. They're going to take the category. Hands down, they're going to take it. You start thinking in your head, oh my gosh, this we have, we it, have yeah. got the thing. So obviously when it didn't go our way, you could feel it. You could really feel it. And it, I think it was just a shame because we just wanted to celebrate and be in the moment but when you've had so many people telling you you've been robbed it should have gone to you it's you it starts the penny starts to drop mm-hmm. and you can't enjoy the moment anymore because you were happy for the person that won but when everyone's telling time, yeah, yeah at the same time when everyone's saying oh it should have been yours you just go oh let's not have this conversation let's just enjoy being here mm-hmm. uh, it was yeah it was bittersweet but 
I met so many amazing people. <laughs> Beverly Knight. Yeah. I, listen, Beverly Knight looked me in my eyes and made me feel so special. She made me... I hold her trophy. We took a photo. She came to watch Black Boys at the Royal Court version. Yeah. And she was just absolutely in awe with the show. And she just gave me some beautiful advice. And honestly, oh, I felt like I met a kindred spirit like Beverly. Is she, would you say she's one of the like, biggest or best person that you've met in this journey of for black boys oh yeah a hundred yeah. like there's there's been a list of people judy love erinza kenin like oh yeah. my gosh, the, the the even letitia right oh ugh. daniel kalua the list is is endless but yeah. um she's up she's up there with yeah just being beautiful and talented and understanding and yeah and did you say life has changed a lot since then do like you, since the awards and like the nominations that you guys listen, had. Listen, since the awards and nomination, we have been the same. We are still the cast of for Black Boys. It's, I've seen like some people change, get bougie. Mm. Be like, oh, status has changed. So feet is going up. For us, we just know the show is bigger than us, the performers. And we are doing God's work. And we are just blessed to be at the forefront of something that should have been in the West End along yeah time ago so we we're still humble the awards are not going to change us do you get me if it comes it comes if it don't it don't at the end of the day i'm still going to sleep with two eyes closed and waking up with two eyes open that part what is the biggest thing you've taken from the experience so far the biggest thing is i didn't realize how much my acting could help so many people a long time ago i was doing it because i just love to be an entertainer and I would always say, boy, I would be poor, but as long as I'm entertaining someone, that's all that matters. Yeah. But now my mindset has changed to be like, wow, I could actually help someone. And not calling myself a doctor or a nurse or, do you get me? Them people are really saving lives, but acting can really save people's lives too mentally or just shift someone's perception. So yeah, I'm. that's what I'm focusing on. I'm focusing on jobs where... I can shift someone's opinion. And it's weird. Someone said to me a long time ago, oh my God, theatre is really political. And I was like, no, it isn't. It is. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. It really is. And I'm understanding that, like, just how a lot of people go to theatre for escapism, this is escapism in another way. And it's like a hospital and it's like church. You can come, escape, but also leave being healed. Mm. So, yeah. And when is... Uh... When is it available to see until? So we are on currently until the 7th of May and then it's all in God's hands after that. Would you do something else with it if it if it asked or would you leave it here, do you think? Do you know what? I'm in two minds. I would love to give another black actor an opportunity to do my role and do you get me, have his come up like I've had my come up. In the same breath, the show is my baby. Mm. I created the character. I would love to continue, but I've been with the show for three years, so... I'm, oh, wow. Yeah, I'm in two minds. I'm in two minds. Well, we'll see. Whatever happens, happens. If there's another West End run, I might... Do you get me? Yeah. Pass the torch on. If it goes anywhere else, across the pond, maybe sit let down. Let me know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe sit down. Let me, do, let me do this one, then I'll give it to you after. Yeah, so, yeah. man, I hear that. Well, I'm going to put the link to get tickets in the bio to this episode. So, yeah, if you can, go and watch this incredible piece of theatre. Right, let's crack on with the rest of the show. So, let's get to Melanin Magnificence. Who does your Melanin... 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Magnificence go to Emmanuel. So my Menonin Magnificence goes to the original director of For Black Boys, Tristan. Um, for those of you who don't know Tristan, he, Tristan is long overdue. He's dues. Um, he's the first queer black director I've ever come across or worked really? with. Yeah. So he's done stuff like Little Baby Jesus, Booty Candy, Sweet Like Chocolate Boy. Um, he does a workshop um, called the Queer Black Playground, where he literally gets a group of black queer performers and does workshop with them with acting, storytelling. His work is is known for breaking the fourth wall, for having game-like, cartoon-like elements. And honestly... Tristan, I, I can't wait to work with Tristan again because I, yeah. I said I cannot let him go. When I worked with him on For Black Boys the first time, my mind was just blown and open. I was just like, wow. I didn't even know directors could even be like this. And yeah, Tristan has a, a place in my heart and I'm waiting for the theatre to be like, listen, you are going to be resident director. So whatever show you want to do, come do it. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's, he's long overdue his dues. So yeah, my magnificent goes to him. Wicked. Uh, my Melanin Magnificence this week, uh, I think this is the second time she would have received it now, goes out to Kalechi Okafor, uh, actress, podcast, entrepreneur, tarot reader. At this point, I don't, like, the list is long, but, like, that's also a great thing, like we said on this show uh, before. Um, yeah, she most recently won the politics category at the Limitless Black Influencers Award. And I was listening to a podcast earlier this week, and, you know, she was talking about how every lane that she will go into, like, she's been collecting awards for it. And I'm just like, like, props to you, like, you legit are. And I think it's so amazing to see her tenacity and, like, the passion and the hard work she puts into all the things that she does and to see her getting recognised mm. for it. So, yeah, Melinda Magnificence goes out to you again, sis, um, for just continuously s slaying 
everything that you're doing and putting everything into it. So yeah, Men in Magnificence this week goes out to Kalachi Okafor. Right, so it's now time for Miles Measures. Um, so first on my list, Theatre Etiquette. You know, we saw on uh, this morning um, the girls, Dermot O'Leary. I can't remember the, the other two. I didn't really be watching TV Alison like that. Alison Hammond. Alison Hammond, uh, that's the black one, right? Yep. Yeah, and then who's the other girl with the blonde hair? Her. Really, that's that. Mm. Yeah. So they were basically saying that you can go to the theatre and laugh and sing along, and if not, then what's the point in going? What are your thoughts on that? Listen, listen, there's a time and a place for everything. And I feel like because these people are not in theatre or have worked in theatre, they don't understand that this is not karaoke. Apparently they have. Who? Where? Apparently some of them have done like little, like, you know how celebrities will do a, a, an appearance in a musical or a play, whatever. They've done, I think they've appeared in what? stage things. They must be living in spirit of delusion. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, if you are standing on stage singing your heart out and then you've got someone singing just as loud as you with no mic. is that not training. <laughs> is that not off-putting? Yeah. Do you get me? You would you would stop the show and be like, take several seats. It's the same thing as phones. I, I get very annoyed with phones. You're coming to the theatre, turn your phone off. Or when people leave their alarms on. Yeah, I've had I that, did, yeah. Um, I'm just really baffled. I'm just really, really baffled. Even sometimes just a... Yeah. Of a can. Mm. Like we'd be in a scene, a scene and you could just hear someone's Coke can just go... Is that all? Yeah. But sing it along... Maybe at the end of the show where, you know, they go, right, everyone stand up, get your phones and call, like, sing with us. Then I'll be like, okay, cool, mm-hmm. right, let's sing along. But otherwise, don't be singing along. I remember going to watch, like, Get Up, Stand Up, and then, like, people were, like, really trying to do up their best Bob Marley oh, uh, impersonation. And I bet they're doing it with the accent, too. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm just like, no, gro- like, I am trying to listen to my girl sing... What, what, no what song? woman, no cry. No woman, no cry. And you're ruining it in, in, in for me. You're ruining it. <laughs> you're ruining it. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's the, like no. For me, the theatre is not the place to do up sing along. Like you've paid for an experience, not to be a part of the experience. If you want to pay and sing along, pay and go and take a drama class, and then you can do it at the top of your lungs. Mm-hmm. But like that's like paying to go to a restaurant and then be like, oh well, I'm actually really enjoying this. I'm gonna get in the kitchen and cook I as cook well. It, yeah. No, just sit down. You've paid for the food, eat the food and leave. leave. Don't now go and start chopping up onions. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you go and you pay to watch a football match. What's going to happen if you now try to start going and kicking the ball? But this is what this is what. What's I the think, difference with the theatre? No, there's no difference. And don't get me like theatres become so accessible where they do have sing along nights and they do have um, there's shows that go cool the last 10 minutes of the show now you can get, get your up life. and sing do and, and, do. and do what you need to do so do you get me like we are doing it for you but I just don't understand how people have the audacity to and you know what even if you're going to sing you can sing mm-hmm. to yourself but these people are singing and belting loud and they don't feel like are you? they're not disturbing anybody else it's no, selfish. no, 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 no. Yeah, it's very it is. And it's because they've had too many gin and tonics, too many Proseccos, and they really feel like they are the star of the show. When you are not, you are not the star of no show. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, so that's that. So plastic surgery is booming um, as 1.3 million men in the United States are now getting liposuction, ab implants, BBLs. What are your thoughts on this? I love me a natural body. Mm-hmm. However, I feel like you can always do stuff in moderation. Do you mm-hmm. get me? If you feel like you can't work on it in the gym or, do you get me, makeup does a lot of things these days, by all means, do your little... But when you go to the extreme, when you go to the extreme and you are doing too much and it's becoming dangerous to your health, Mm. do you get me, some people be having BBLs where they can't sit down on the toilet. That's when you really need to be like, okay, what am I doing now? Do you get me? If the bum bum is a little flat... And you know, okay, the gym is not doing... Sometimes the gym don't do what it needs to do. Yeah. Just do it. That is in proportion. But when you have blown it so big to a balloon and you are struggling to sit on an airplane seat, sit now on the toilet... Now you can't sit on the cookie. That... Less, you need to, yeah, re-examine your life because... I definitely think it says a lot about men and, like, where we are. And, like, it's really interesting because literally the other day I was speaking to Clara on the radio about how men get forgotten in this talk of body image mm-hmm. uh, and I actually feel like you know I don't feel like necessarily like they've got it worse but they definitely have it just as hard because there's not that representation of the curvy m- m- man mm. like you don't get men that look like Lizzo on the front cover yes. of magazines the yes. way Lizzo yes. is and you know the, I did get some rebuttal on the station they're like oh well you know but the dad boards like huh? that's the dad board I said where no, have you se- have you seen that on a GQ magazine thank you cover thank you no one had answers so like I do think it speaks to the to how men are actually feeling about yes. their bodies yeah. in today's society and they feel like actually I am not either happy for whatever reason like I'm not happy with myself or I don't feel like this body is accepted by other yes. people, so I'm not happy, so I want to yeah. change it. So for that to be at such a high number in just the States, obviously we don't have the info here for the UK, I feel like that says a lot about where we're at as men in society and our, how how we're taking, you know, viewing our bodies. And I think it's it's a shame. Mm-hmm. I'm here for it, though. Like, like you were saying, if it's healthy and it's not doing too much, go out and change your body. Yeah do what you want to do you know with it as long as you're not looking crazy but um and it's safe and legal and all them things but i'm here for a little nip nip tuck a hundred percent maybe one day that'll be me i don't need to do it just yet now the, the ass is lifted girl the ass is definitely lifted already but i wouldn't mind getting the little the 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 ab thing the little, okay little. where they move the abs from behind the fat to the front of it. So no matter how big or small you are, you, you will present. always have the six yeah. pack. I think that's kind of lit. Still. Can we can we even just go back to the GQ thing because I feel like you've hit such a nerve, especially for me. Mm-hmm. Is I'm still yet to see someone the male equivalent to Lizzo on a gay magazine mm-hmm. cover. Yeah, and I feel like in the gay queer community they so strongly believe on sex cells mm. and they just don't see plus size men as sexy. Or if they do, it's the dad bod or is an older man who is hairy. But where is my roles? Mm-hmm. Where is uh, the black equivalent, as I said, yeah. to Lizzo? Not, where, they, they, there are yeah. plus size black actors, but they're not, 
they're not featured. It's like you have to be a singer. I remember for me, the the only person I saw was black and plus size was Sean Kingston. Yeah. But even then, he was he ever... He didn't make but he was, Exactly. He went on the cover topless or, like, just on the cover being sexy. sexy. It was the rapper. Yes. Whereas Sunglasses Lizzo covered and, up. Yeah, yeah. The, the girls can be curvy and the title will literally be, like, curvy, mm-hmm. whatever, thick mm-hmm. thighs, da, da, da. Yeah. And it, like, glorifies it and, like, celebrates it. And I, I personally just don't see that happening ever for men. I ain't never seen no man on front cover, no magazine that says... Sexy, sexy and curvy. Thick thighs don't lie. Trick a bitch. Comes to get smothered in my gravy. Period. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else? So Ben Affleck has said that Jennifer Lopez is the greatest performer in the world. Ben? Ben? I agree. Miles? <laughs> Miles? The greatest. Is she Puerto Rican? Is she Puerto Rican? Have you seen that clip? Do you know? Oh, buddy. Beady, 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 bam, bam. She's Puerto Rican, yeah? She's Puerto Rican. But Jello, she's Mexican. Beady, 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 bam, bam. I feel Puerto Rican in this Puerto Rican. I feel Puerto Rican in this Ooh. Will you agree? No, I was lying, girl. You know, Beyonce Giselle's Carter is the best. But yeah, no, I think he's... He's... What's the equivalent to... To, to digmatize, pussmatize. Oh, pussmatize, yeah. Pussmatize. Yeah, and I, I can see how J-Lo pus-matized. has pussmatized. Okay. I'm what sure. was the thing about J-Lo singing Whitney tribute? Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, I slated her for that. No, I don't think they let it happen in the end. Did they not? Was, ooh, Good. I'm going to have to get out of my phone. Listen. I feel like I remember that being a talk of the town. That, was, that was Whitney the Whitney tribute by J-Lo. I, listen, I love me J-Lo And even in the Selena movie I feel like she did her thing Like I know a lot of people were like Oh, it was rubbish they It was false, it. it was false, it was false it was They false. claimed it But maybe they thought twice And remembers who and how Whitney sang And thought, yeah, yeah we okay. should not be doing this Because you couldn't even give it to her Cynthia Riva could have done it yeah. You gave me Chloe Bailey could have done it The, 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 the both Baileys Hallie and Chloe You gave Period. me there's, there's, there's people Jennifer Hudson I could, I could send you a list. Yeah, that part. But she that definitely ain't no best. Ain't no best. Like, that's your woman, and I love the the, the passion. Yes. But, like, I don't even think, like, a Travis Scott would even say Rihanna is the best performer no. of all time because... Sense. Yeah. Um. So, I think this would be a great conversation to have with you, mm-hmm. especially with the show that you're doing right now. So, have you seen Swarm yet? Oh, yes. Okay, so the actress Dominique uh, Fishbeck uh, explains why she requested that they have a therapist Mm -hmm. on set because it was so heavy. And I recall earlier on in the episode, you were talking about, you know, having to decompress and like before you leave and stuff. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Is is that something you think is needed? Is she being extra? Like, would you benefit from it? And if so, like, why? It's so needed. In, In this acting world, Especially when you are method acting or you are going so deep into a character. Do you get me? She was playing someone who was killing other people. You could get so lost. You need someone to remind you who you are. You are not connected to the character. Even though, again, you pull traits from yourself to make it realistic. Them things can send you loco. Mm -hmm. They could really send you loco. And it's so important to have a therapist on board. Us, for Black Boys, we have a theatre therapist who we do sessions with. Yeah, we do. 
with Bria, well we done. do sessions well with done. her. We do group sessions. We do individual sessions, and it's it's so important because you could really really get lost and this is how we've lost some of the the greatest actors in our times because they've played characters that have taken them so left they've lost themselves mm-hmm. do you get me who's the guy who played the joker uh yeah i can't remember his name but i know yeah do you, do you That's get me where my head went yeah. Right away, yeah he he got so lost in this character and the joker ain't a real character but obviously he's a character who kills people he got yeah. so lost in it that people were like the, the lines had blurred where we didn't know if we were talking to the actor or we were talking to him mm. playing the Joker. And that's a scary thought. Do you get me? And the, the show swarm, beautiful. But she I've was not finished it yet. Are you not? No, I'm on like episode three or something. Again, she was playing a character that was so left field. Yeah. She can get lost in it. So I'm so happy she was just like, my mental health is important. I need a therapy on board because you could get deep where it starts to feel real. Yeah. You're like, Especially no, no, in the at least like she got to... Uh, come off set, yes. done with that, yes. go to the next. But like in the theatre show where you're reliving it, Every, eight shows a week. Yes, it can get scary. For a long period of time, it yeah. It can get very, very scary and very real. I could give you moments and moments where... Do you know what? I'll give you the first moment. When we first did the show, um, we didn't realise how powerful the show was. We, I, I went into such a state of depression after it we had someone screaming in the audience they needed someone to pray for them because the show had hit them that hard and it affected us as the performers. I almost had a nervous breakdown because I was just like, geez, I didn't know something like this could happen. Do you get me? Mm -hmm. This girl was screaming, she was shouting. We've had people argue in the audience because we spoke about rape and it's touched people and they can't control themselves so they, they start talking and people are like, shush, shush, the show's a show. And they're like, I need someone to talk to because I didn't realise I need to... They've been triggered yeah. or whatnot, yeah. So, yeah, having a therapist on board. And this is the first show that I've ever been to where we have a decompression after the show for the audience. Oh, you get me? We wow. tell the audience, sit down for 15 minutes. Don't feel like you need to rush out and go into the world. Sit and think if something has touched you. Do you get me? We're here. Wow. So, yeah, we, we're trying to do what we can do. That's amazing. Have you seen the Netflix film um, In From The Side? No. So it's a British, based in London, gay film about this gay rugby team. Um, and there's like a guy who's in a relationship, uh, obviously a gay one, and then another guy. And it the shit just gets real. Okay. There's infidelity, like, spoiler alert, there's infidelity, there's cheating, there's Ooh. open relationships, there's alcoholism, there's... All of that, and like it gets deep, and I think it's great. My only thing was, I loved it. I didn't like the acting from the character that plays Warren, the dickhead. Oh, I hate Warren. He reminded me of someone that treated me like that and lied to me about all the things that was lying to their boyfriend. And oh, yeah, and no, I want to fight him. But I just didn't think his acting was that good. I was, I think it was lacking like a lot of passion and realness. Mm-hmm. But the other guy. Really, really, really good. And everyone else was actually really good too. Um, I do think it went in and out of real reality, like when it wanted to be real and then when it didn't, I didn't really get that. I don't think it was as consistent yeah. as it could have been. Like at one point they were in a nightclub, people had their tops off, like very XXL, what's that one, Beyond or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then when they went into the toilet and one guy was like being sick, the toilet, it looked like they were in a toilet in Harrods. Like, it was spotless. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. this doesn't read like what this would actually, actually be, be. You have reading. definitely never been to fire. Yeah, I mean, yeah. 
um, yeah, fire, that's the club. But um, the, then for the rest of it, it was like really letting you know, okay, we're in Elephant and Castle. Yes, yes, like yeah. it, was, it was all very real. So I was like, mm. otherwise, great storyline. Um, another representation of the LGBTQ DL community. You know, I like to include them DLs because as much as they like to say they're not part of our community, yes, you is. You suck in it, you are in it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like great representation of that part of the community. However, I've now seen this. I've also seen um, Bros. I don't know if you ever saw Bros. I tried to watch. Did you not get a chance to see it? I, I got like 20 minutes in. Um, not for you? Yeah, it wasn't for Oh my God, I loved it. Really? We'll talk about that after. But yeah, I loved it. But what I need now is a black one. Yes. I need a black one. Dark skin, light skin, mm, beige, 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 beige. Yes. just some kind of black Negro on there doing up gay LGBTQ elemental things. Yes. Uh, UK also, us. because the only one and I, UK, yeah, the only one I know is Moonlight, and it did its thing. Oh yeah, it was yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, America. I can't see myself. Period. Yeah. So where we at UK? What we doing? So no, cast yeah. us. Um, but yeah, that's it this week for Miles Measures. Anyone that hasn't seen that, I definitely recommend you watch it. Again, don't expect to see that many black people. There's like one black person and he's got like maybe one line and that's it. But it's cute okay. if you feel like so. I definitely recommend it. So it is night. Now time for the part of the show where we cuss out, motherfuckers. It's time for Get the Belt. Right, so who does your belt go oh, to this Michael, week? I feel like we're going back in the circle. Whoa. My belt goes to Becky Carrot and Margaret. Them ladies, Becky and who? Becky Carrot and Margaret. I don't know their real names. Becky Carrot and Margaret? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Becky Carrot and Margaret, the girls who were singing at the top of their lungs, oh. the bodyguard in Manchester, take... <laughs> Several. Things. I know we had spoke. We had spoke about it, but yeah, they are getting my belt, my earrings, my, my shoelace, <laughs> my flip flop, my sandal, because you really had the audacity. One to be singing Whitney at the top of your lungs for what reason? When everyone around you had told you to shut the f up, mm-hmm. and you didn't want to, you had to have the show stopped. The police was called, and even then, you still did not want Kept to go. It, yeah. Are you not embarrassed? This is very embarrassing. I would be so embarrassed to be them because obviously you were in such a state of delusion. You didn't even feel like, okay, it's gone too far now. You get me? You are not Whitney. Do not sing it. Is there no shame for me? Like you said, like a whole audience, the fact that the the theater had stopped the performance, mm-hmm. that still wasn't enough for you to go, okay. Mm-hmm. The fact that this show happens every night without stopping and because of us yes this how this whole thing is now had to dramatically stop stop maybe we should stop no yeah. police still going yeah the whole audience just like cussing, cussing you, out, you out still going yeah. it's giving lack of shame and seasoning yeah, but the thing is it must have gone on for some time for the, even the police to even get, get. there mm. so you tell him you couldn't resolve it when people are telling you to stop the show stopped and obviously someone has spoken to you an usher or a manager would have said um, listen, ladies, um, you're singing. That's why the show stopped. Even then, I would have been like, okay, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Start the show. But no, you wanted to no. pick up a fuss and try and try and be in the right. Oh, hell no. Mad. Yeah. So they, they get my belt. 
My belt this week goes out to, I think his name is Dalai Lama. Dalai Lama. The Dalai Lama. Dalai Lama. That's his name. The the high up monk priest. The Dalai Lama. The Dalai Lama. What he do? Babe, you ain't seen the picture. No, what he do? So he's doing his thing and sat, you know, praising whoever they praising. And then this young boy, about maybe 10, maybe like between like, nine and twelve comes up and like Dalai Lama says give me a hug or whatever gives him a hug Dalai Lama then proceeds to go okay well now give me a kiss huh? my boy gives him a kiss and he then like like laughs and like pulls his head to his head and they touch heads and then he says suck my tongue he's a lie or is he lying and puts and does up. And there's a little hesitance and the boy no, sucks no. his tongue. Jesus. So this then went circulated and like everyone is rightfully cussing him out and he's all like, oh, I'm sorry. Like after like this video clip has circulated, like I regret this. It was an innocent, after like that. whatever, whatever. I'm sorry, but the only person I've ever told to suck anything on my body is a partner. And it's never been nothing but sexual. That is high-key uh, perversion. I think it is definitely an abuse of power. Oh, yeah. And a, a, abuse, and it speaks a lot about, you know, religion and churches, all of these things that you might want to be like, I don't need therapy because I'm a part of this religion. These are your, these are your role models, getting kids to suck their, suck their tongues and that. These are your role, model, your role models. Anyway, yeah. So he gets the belt for abusing that, that power. And the fact that anyone would think that this is okay. Maybe you're just a, a freak as well. Because he thought that was okay. And it, to me, the world where I live in, that's not okay. No old man, no man in general could ever look at my 9-year-old, 10-year-old, 12-year-old daughter, son, non-binary child and be like suck my anything especially my tongue yeah. i will slap the religion out oh, of you yes i will slap your title out of you i'll slap your tongue out of you there'll be nothing left to suck if you ever think you can tell my child to suck any part of your body 100 percent. i'll tell you to suck your mum. this also goes for the parents is period stop making it so easily for your children to be hugging people especially them them aunties and uncles that are not mm -hmm. even by blood do you get me? Every day, oh, that's your uncle. Go and give them a hug. Do you get me? They don't know them. It's okay to wave. It's okay to just say hello. It's not everyday body contact. It's not everyday body contact. You don't know what spirit... You don't know what spirit that uncle or auntie is coming from. Do you get me? Oof. You don't need to be touching... Especially when you're that young and you don't know, you don't need to be touching everybody. Mm -hmm. Do you get me? Be very mindful. And especially, in a, as you said, in the church, it's, oh, but there's, there's no one... Here, have a malicious thought. Listen, Listen a church, the church is a hospital. People yeah. come to get healed. Do you get me? You will not... You will, If you went to a hospital, you will not touch someone who is sick. Do you get me? Mm -hmm. So why are you letting people touch everybody in a church? It's not that deep. Do you get me? Go get what you need to from the church and keep it moving, keep it cute. Go about your business. So Period. I hope the the boy who has experienced this He's able to get the help that he's need. And do you get me? I just don't want it to trigger him later on in life. 
Because it is, this is serious. One of the good things about this, though, is that they blurred out, like, on the, all the blogs and that, they blurred out all of the pictures of the little boy, which I think well done. But, yeah, they, I'm glad they didn't blur out that motherfucker's face. Mm-hmm. You're wild. You're perverse. You need help. That whole, I don't know about that religion. I don't know much about it. I'm naive. But I feel like there needs to be some kind of rejigging of things because that, to be enabled and, like... For that to even take place in such a public Same. environment, yeah. for me, is wild. So, yeah, you get the belt. Oof. Um, so, we're going to play a little quick game before I let uh, E-Man leave. Uh, are you ready for this game, sir? I'm ready. Okay. Right, so let's get into this then. So, we will have marry, okay. fuck, okay. and kill. Mm-hmm. Michael B. Jordan, Chris Brown... Chris Hemsworth, let's go. How many can I fuck? You can just fuck one of them. You gotta pick one for each of them. Please. <laughs> um, fuck Michael B. Jordan. Okay. Marry. Who else was in the Chris Brand, and then you got Chris Hemsworth. Oh, no, no, no. Marry Michael B. Jordan. Fuck Chris Brown. Continue to fuck Chris Brown as I'm married. <laughs> Yeah, Chris Brown will be my side piece and kill Chris Hemsworth, unfortunately. Damson Idris, Daniel Kaluuya, John Boyega. Woo! Marry Daniel. Fuck Idris. I'm sorry, John. I'm sorry, all. Uh-uh. I'm sorry. But yeah. Gotta go. Gotta go. Harry Styles, Justin Bieber, David Beckham. Woo! Fuck Harry. Marry David. And kill Justin. Oh, Justin, I had such a crush on Justin for so long. <laughs> Sorry, Justin. Baby, baby, baby. <laughs> Boris Johnson, King Charles, Andrew Lloyd Webber. Oh. How many can I kill? You you can only kill one of them. Are you sure? You gotta suck, you gotta suck sit on, or be sat on by one of these Not motherfuckers. You've got to marry on. one of them. Oh, yeah. Well, we in Dubai. <laughs> I would. Um, <sighs> fuck Andrew Lodweber. Marry King Charles because I want to be Ebony Queen. Yeah. <laughs> Do you get me? I, I'm not a gold digger, however, <laughs> it's, uh, there's going to be <laughs> yeah, something out queen. of it. There needs to be. Do you get me? We don't necessarily have to have sex. But if I'm getting the Queen title, then it's all cute. Weird. Unfortunately, Boris, for not having a hairline... Like killing you. You'll have to be chopped. Okay, and then to really shake things up... Shake it, shake it. Fuck, marry or kill... Kane, Darag and Aruna. Hey! Did you say your voice? The devil is alive. The devil is alive. Do you know what? I won't even give it to them. I love, I love my cast. We are such a brotherhood. And... If I even if I say certain things, it will be incest. So I will love my brothers. I will marry my brothers. And you know, as we're siblings, we fight and we want to kill each other, but we make up also. But I could, I could never. So for the sake of the game. For the sake of the game. Of course, we love our and we love the cast, but you've got to do it, girl. Uh, I would marry Aruna. Okay. He would treat me right. Okay, but you give a justification. Yeah, he would listen. <laughs> Aruna would treat me right. I will. Who else was the land of Dara? 
Yeah. I would fuck that around. Mm -hmm. Do you get me? One night stand, that's all you're getting. Five minutes of my time. My one night stand. Who was the last? Was it Kane? Uh, yeah. Sorry, Kane. Bit, <laughs> bit too tall for me. Bit too confident. Do you get me? Well, thank you for being such a good sport in that game. I no thought worries. we were going to do it in the end, but I thought, yeah, sir. Wicked. Well, thank you so much again, man, for coming on. Oh, like I said, make sure you guys go and watch this amazing time on Western Stage until you said, what, May the 7th? 7th, month, period. Um, I'm sure we'll see you on a stage there very soon, if not on a screen. Wow. Um, yeah, is there anything you want to say before you leave? Uh, listen. The word of advice is to treat yourself. One thing that I'm learning is to look after myself and treat yourself. And not every day you need to treat yourself with other people. Do it by yourself. Take yourself for a spa day. Take mm. yourself for a solo trip. Do you get me? Even if it's going to get ice cream, do you get me? Just treat yourself and know that you are worthy to have these treats. So, yeah. Yeah, you know, if you don't get the belt, we love nice things, mm -hmm. honey. So, I'm a big firm. I'm a have a pedal off the back of that and say yeah treat yourself treat yourself especially in this cost of living mm. find something to make you smile because it's hard out here even get yourself a kinder bueno treat yourself yeah man I might even give me some chocolate after this oh, you get plenty of chocolate <laughs> you get plenty of chocolate yeah. well thank you so much you for coming on the show um, yeah been a pleasure uh, thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed having fun, even though the fucking devil tried us oh. with the technical full technical and we can't even speak technical difficulties. Isn't it? But um yeah, thanks so much for coming on. You've been listening to the home of Melanie Magnificence and the Kingdom of Belts, uh the podcast that is known as Get the Belt, and I've been your host, Mars Hart. I hope you have a great rest of the week. And yeah, you've been listening to Get the Belt. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.